Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It is Friday in the Take Two podcast room. This is Heidi Hatch with KUTV2 News, Mara Carabello of the Exoro Group, and Greg Hughes of the lobbying kind, now from the Utah <laughs> the State Capitol. I'm Citizen Hughes. I take you are on a citizen lot of causes, Hughes. okay? I got a lot of causes, and I'm on the side of angels. On. Okay. Of which, lobbying. Never think. work with devils? No. I'm always on. I'm, I'm with the good guys. Okay. Um, we uh, didn't hang out last week, so it's look. nice to have everyone back together again I after know. the session ended. And the crazy part is, I think we were all buckled up and ready for them to hit it till midnight, but... They got done a few hours early. I know. It was so nice. So the session ended what felt like kind of unceremoniously. We're going to get to that in just a minute. Uh, So we're going to be changing politically, like what we're doing now in the next, I guess, few weeks, because we're going to be looking to see what the governor's doing. There's a lot happening at the U.S. Capitol, too. And I had an exciting week, too. I want to tell you guys, I was picked to be a juror. Ooh. I know. Have you ever been juror? Yeah, I would think you get booted booted. right away. I've always been booted. You have been? They're always like, thanks, no thanks. You know too much. I don't know why they reject, but Hmm. I've I've only been rejected. I've never been called to serve. I would argue that you're a public person. You're a public person. You're the number one anchor on the number one news broadcast in Utah. I would think you would have too much attention to you to be mm. a, to be thought of as a have juror. Have you been a juror? No. I'd love to be one, too. Did you, have you ever gone through the process where they Mm-mm. choose? So I have never even received oh. a letter in the mail till a week ago, and so I answered all the questions, sent it in, and I was like, I don't need a day off work because they're not going to pick me. But one nice thing from the pandemic is that they actually do it online now, or at least they pick the jury for the court I was in. So it took a few hours in the morning, and I... I, I'm so embarrassed to say this, but I didn't shower and get ready for the day because I'm like, they're not going to pick me. It must this be the other hiding hatch. I know. And so I like, I mean, I put a nice sweater on and tried to be cute from the top half up, but I'm like, this isn't going to like last. And so I was like, I'll just get ready for work as I normally do in the afternoon before I go in. And it you kept going and going. No, we had to have our cameras on. So How do you I didn't, get ready. I didn't well, the have cameras on. I know, so Though, I didn't, that could be awkward. Yeah, I didn't have makeup on or anything. We were able to turn off for a few minutes here and there when they were asking questions, so I'd go clean up the kitchen. But <laughs> when the three hours ended, um, they only picked four jurors out of, like, 35, and I'm like, well, obviously it's not me. This has been fun. I'll get my $18. Right. They picked me, and they said, we'd like everyone to be at the courthouse in 45 minutes. So I was oh, like, wow. oh, okay, how quickly can I shower and get the you important parts, brush my hair, and get downtown? Did it. Boom. How long did... You deliberate. How long did the whole thing take? We started around, what time was it? It was around 12.45, and then I left around 7 p.m. Interesting. Yeah. So you hear it, you then the four work? of you go into a room? You had to miss work oh, that yeah, day, right? Oh, yeah, you had right? to call in and have someone cover? Yeah, so I ended up going into the court. It was an assault case, and, um, yeah, it was a fairly quick one-and-done case. But And then was, you go in a back room? Yeah, and we go in a back room, and Read we deliberated. Foreman. I actually asked not to be the foreman. I don't know why, but I just felt like I didn't want anyone deferring to me because I don't know what. So I said I would like anyone other than me to be the foreman. So 
it was an interesting experience. Was it clear to you? Were you like, I know what I think? Yes, but it, you always wonder if you're thinking differently than everyone else when you get in there. And it was the weirdest trial because there was a ton, a ton of testimony and there were a lot of players in this case. There was actually mm-hmm. two people who had been charged with assault and then they had um, family members testifying for them. And then there was the person who was allegedly assaulted and their friends. But the only testimony came from the people who were involved or the people who loved them. Okay. And so there was no actual, like, evidence Mooch. submitted. It was okay. just kind of he said, she said stuff. And they all had very different names, very, very different, where I don't think any of us even knew what their names were because people <laughs> kept saying them differently. That we were all just, like, sweating bullets being like, do we know who they're who talking, they talking about, talking? what's happening? But ultimately, it just didn't feel like there was enough that you could say they were guilty. Okay. My and gut, everyone agreed. Everyone agreed. I think our guts maybe told us something a little bit different, but when you yeah, have to look at the facts of the case. I'm so glad to hear yeah. them say that because my, my daughter got into watching those crime shows for eight yeah. hours or whatever. They have some Netflix documentaries and things. And I said, Soph, um, it's not who you if you think they did it or not. It's does the government put a case out there that's strong enough that you don't have any reasonable doubt? You cannot yeah. unreasonable. Like, you can't just wonder what it – is there any reasonable doubt that you have? Did they did they meet that standard? It's not did they do it or not, but did they meet that standard? Is there something that you've heard uh, that would give you a reasonable uh, ability to reasonably say, "Man, I, I I don't know that I can't say conclusively," because that's the high bar, yeah. And that's very different than just saying what your gut says or what you think might be the case. It can't. You have to. If there's any reasonable doubt, then the government didn't make their case and then they shouldn't be found guilty. So I I, I think that's the right way to approach it. And I'm a talker. I wanted to go in and explain to both attorneys why I came to my decision. I wanted to let the parties know what they should do to maybe clean up their lives and make better choices. And if I felt they were guilty, I'm like, this is not something you can do. You just got to walk away and knock it off. That is great. I know. So anyhow, I don't know if I'll ever be chosen again, but it was exciting to at least see it from a different point of view. What are you going to do with the 18 bucks? Um, I don't know. I might get like a Chipotle burrito or something. <laughs> something nice. Inflation, man. That's an expensive burrito. I know. eighteen yeah. fifty. I think it, I might be able to get two for that. Yeah. yeah. If you didn't have to pay tax and you didn't get extra guac. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, that's... Yeah. Thank Biden for that. That's a, I know. That's a but supply chain issue. That, that's inflation. That, that is the Biden such, administration that made that, lame. that burrito that was, 18 bucks. That was cheap even no, no, for you, true. Greg. Yeah. That was no. shallow even Everything for costs you. so much now. Everything yeah. does, inc- yeah. including the burrito. It's mm-hmm. prohibitive. Mm-hmm. Single-handedly. And it bugs me. <laughs> One guy. Yeah, because he, he printed all, all the money. All the inflation yeah. went up on his yeah, watch. He does print the money. It's that simple. They should mail some of that money to me. But, um, yeah, it was an interesting experience. So um, hats off to anyone who sits through, like, four or five, six weeks of a trial because that's a lot of concentrating. No you have kidding. To do. Because every once in a while, I, my mind didn't wander, but all of a sudden you'd feel your mind thinking about something else, and you're like, oh, my gosh, you can't do this. You're in court. You've got to be listening. <laughs> Did you take notes? I took, like, copious notes. And then when we got to, in the <laughs> room to awesome. deliberate, we all felt like we didn't need our notes, because, yeah. which was funny. But I Did wrote they do a so poll first before you even began to talk? Like, where are you at right now before we say anything? Did you do any of that? We did, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. then you kind of know where the room's at, yeah. and then you know what you have to... Yeah, so it was kind of an interesting experience, down. yeah. So now it's back to work and back to talking politics and legislative mm-hmm. sessions, so... Just as exciting. Yeah, so now that the session is actually over with, and we can look back with fondness and hindsight where you're getting a little more sleep at night, I want to talk a little bit about um, some of what happened. And uh, I think, interestingly enough, usually, maybe I forget... Like, it's brain that forgets from year to year. But I usually feel like there's kind of some last-minute, can they get it done, can they not? And I feel like that didn't happen. And we've talked about the fact they kind of packed it early on in this legislative session. But do we feel like 
they left any loose ends? Mara, did you say, oh, why didn't they get to this or they ran out of time? I did not need them to go longer. You, no, you were good. I was done. I was good. I think they did pack through. I am a little astonished. I actually am going to challenge my good friend Greg to agree with this. <laughs> mm. I am a little surprised. I think we need to get out of the habit of celebrating passing that many laws. Like we've gotten yeah. this like yeah. badge of honor. Year, yeah. and, and I'm and on one hand, I wanna show and say, hey, listen, applaud your efficiency. I'm not I'm not trying to be wholesale critical. Applaud your efficiently. I know when they say we did this much, they mean we really got to it. But I find it unusual that we're like small yeah, government we keep Republicans piling laws mm. on you yeah. as though giving you more laws is helping your quality of life. And so we um, we had more than ever. I think it was like 575 laws that were passed. And again, I don't want to. It's not a wholesale indictment, but I don't find it something to celebrate that you've given me 575 yeah. more laws. You're actually being more judicious than I'm going to be. I think actually, I think it's one of the most impactful sessions I've ever watched, with the exception of how many bills they actually passed. And, and sometimes, if you want to. Deregulate. If you want to wipe out statute, yeah. you have to have a bill to do it. So yeah. it doesn't mean that you're adding more and more necessarily because you strike a lot of language in a, in a respective bill. But there's a there's a problem that they're in the middle of right now, and it's only getting worse, and that is there's only so many days. It's one of the shortest general sessions in America. There are not enough committee hearings to satisfy all the bills that are drafted. Uh, so the, efficiency, the, 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 the effectiveness of ledge research, uh, drafting attorneys, what they're drafting, how many bills did not pass – and how many they did, it really takes away from the work that's being done when you have the, a record number of bills passed ever, and they finished an hour and a early. half early. Right. I mean, I, I don't, and then there's some real inside baseball stuff where they've not done as many amendments, they've done substitute yeah, bills. Exactly. And I'm going to tell you, there's some stuff you can hide in a substitute bill that a simple amendment will show you in neon lights what it's doing, mm -hmm. that when you put in a sub, it's harder to find. And I think that that whole process this year was flawed. They need to change that that's something that was new and so i'm just saying the volume of bills it's not it's not a good it's not a good outcome it's something they're going to have to stare at and figure out how to use lawmakers time and staff time more efficiently and with everyone working as hard as they can i think that the ability to track and retain and make decisions when it's going that fast it just goes down for anybody yep. no matter how high capacity there's that epic story this year todd weiler senator weiler brought this up in which he brought up his bill, it passed unanimously with no debate, only for him to find that he had read the text of the wrong bill. So a bill passed unanimously, and it was not, in fact, the bill they were talking about. No one noticed what? it. I, and I'm not, like, busting chops. I'm just saying that's too fast. That is not enough deliberation. Yes. You saw Adam Brown, who's a BYU professor, and he has this kind of fun website you can go to if you're a geek. And he said that... The average linger time was, the average medium bill time was 10 minutes. Now, he doesn't count committees, and that's really important to yeah. know he doesn't count committees. But on the floor, he said that there was fewer discussion. More bills were passed with fewer discussion. And without indicting anyone, because the intent is not ill, but that's a problem. It is a problem that we are going too fast and not deliberating enough. Because the reality is even boring bills impact citizens, like people. Yeah. It matters. And All a word or a matters. sentence can change Completely. who's affected well, and why or what happens. And, and yeah, and imagine this. 
because they are they are drafting so many bills, because the volume of work is so high, just forget about the record number passed. There's so many that didn't pass. But you almost, it, the way they're doing it right now, if you don't have your bill pretty much done by October or you've submitted yes. it in your language, there isn't time later. I can't tell you during the session issues that would come up that we needed to open a bill file in the moment, in the event of the session. The way it's going right now, that's not possible. And I, I'm telling you, that is not a good thing yeah. to not have a body that in the real time during the session, because you've so stacked it with bills and, and bill files before you got to that session, there isn't a single moment or a priority that you can put in place to get a bill during the session that you find out new information, something that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. You need to open a bill file and get something then. You can't, you can't under the current uh, just press of bills that yeah. are being drafted. It's it's over the top. And while we should always have a handful of experts, like uh, good legislators are known to be subject experts. And you look to your person and say, hey, where are you on this? And you know you're generally. And I, and I think that that's a healthy habit. But I think we've reached the point in which too few people understand the bills that they are passing. Yeah. And that's a problem. And I think it's where we say that we have a Utah way that's a better way than the federal government where they have these massive bills where they can't read them before they actually vote on them. And I think we're doing the same, even though they're not these massive bills where we're passing them, not knowing always what's exactly in them. And I think the attitude is, well, we can go back and fix it later. And I'm like, how about we just get it right That's right often now? the comment. Yeah. There are many times when it's controversial or complicated and a lawmaker will say, let's just pass it and we'll fix it later. Now, I think that there's some merit to that, but I think we're overusing that philosophy. It should and, be rare when we do that. Rare. We say we've there's got to a figure lot, this out. I, I don't want this to be the whole focus of that session, our discussion, because there's so much good that happened there that I don't. And I think that there were some big things at the very end in terms of how they landed on tax relief and things like that that's worth talking about. But just one last point on that is that the the and when you have that quick of a schedule, we used to have a rule, and it's, this is gone. You don't come out of committee with a promise, I'll fix it, I'll get with the sponsor, right. I'll fix it on the floor, I'll, yeah. I'll amend it later, just get me out of committee so I can keep going. The, the floor is not the place because it's 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 not a place for an unfinished work. That committee should not let go of that bill until they've till the to the concerns that have been felt or expressed are are fixed in that bill. Have it carry it over to another hearing. This idea of just pass it out, I'll fix it later. It's it's it is it's a problem. All right, we're going to do lot lightning round for okay. some of these bills because I know we have a tight schedule today. But Governor Cox at this point says that he's going to sign a bill that would require most abortions to take place in a hospital. So that means Planned Parenthood could still exist, but they wouldn't exist as a place you could go for abortion services. Uh, Greg, is there reason to be concerned that with all the different kinds of medical cases we have out there and what could be deemed as abortion, that we're taking away medical services that women need here in the state of Utah? If we're going to say there's only a specific mm -mm. way you can get this. No, I think hospitals are really good. They're safe. They're a good place for people to receive this medical attention attention and care. And I think it's more uniform that way. I get I get antsy when I see where Planned Parenthood clinics pop up and where they don't pop up. And I worry about the demographic that's being, uh, you know, targeted So you would prefer way. all of your health care to happen at a hospital? 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd like. To, I think hospitals are good places. I so think you they're think safe. that's the cheapest? If best. it's that invasive. So when yeah. you have when you have medical needs, you want to get rid of Instacares. You want to get rid of clinics. You I, don't want your family. To I don't be know able how much invasive care. care you've had in Instacare, but I've not. I know I, I have more more experience that, on abortion than you do, and I well, know I have the I'm body parts you, that it's affecting. Okay, so if you can't if by gender, I'm not allowed to speak on this issue or you have can an speak opinion. On that's it, fine, but, but I will tell you. If it's an invasive procedure, I think a hospital is a good place to go because that's where we go for those things. Instacare, I've never had an invasive procedure. So in this Instacare. is a classic example of ideology and message bills interfering, I think, with people's lives. It has long been established, the broad perspective on abortion. This is nothing to do with, with pro-life and all of the cultural echoes here. This has everything to do with an overstep now officially in access to safe and and affordable care. This is not going to prevent anything except women not being able to get access to the care that they want. And all these boogeymen and all of this, like, women (laughs) using their bodies and abortion recreationally is just, it's malarkey. And this, again, is a message bill, and I'm disappointed that no one wants to draw the line, no one wants to stop the message bill and just actually look at women's health. Okay, so we'll wait and see. Uh, the governor has. I have so a few much more to, to say, see. but I'm not saying it here with you two. I'm outnumbered. I'm not. Just, I'm just not going to do this. Well, I'm not going to say because I'm not allowed to have a stand on any of these issues, except for the state flag, because I figured that's not a real issue. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> yeah, so the state flag fight is not actually over, so they voted for it. This was not a unanimous bill, but it passed. But now opponents um, want to put it on the ballot. But if I understand this correctly, they would have to get 134,000 signatures, and they'd have to do it fast by April 12th. And, Merle, we've talked about this kind of thing before. It costs money to get signatures, oh, and ridiculous. it's not easy. I mean, not to be that person, but I think it's actually 138,000. Ooh, okay. And it's by Mar- <laughs> <laughs> Who's this, counting? This is an impossibility. And, oh, my gosh, talk about much ado about nothing. You still can fly the historic flag. If you, if you so love the seal, if you have always really loved that seal – I, this is a modern curiosity. What is going to capture people's this is the attention? The most downloaded, I, most so looked into issue this, on, on the, the one website. Web, for the state. This is the one shining example, though, is that when you, <laughs> when you're calling Mike Schultz woke because he likes the new flag, <laughs> yeah. officially we do not understand We've the, the term shark. woke anymore. We have. My, so my criticisms they they countered very well the criticisms I had about the bill and one was um, of all the things happening and all the challenges we have how does anyone have any bandwidth uh, for new flags I haven't heard any uprising that we got to get rid of this flag it's a disgrace we hate it I I only hear people complaining about the new one I don't hear I've never heard any complaints about the old one but they showed that they can clearly multitask they handled some of the most weighty issues in this session uh, record funding for public ed highest tax cut in state history at the same time, a lot of other issues as well, and they passed the flag. So they can multitask, clearly. They can take a, a superfluous issue like that and carry it through while they're doing big things, which I worried that one would take all Outweigh the other. And by way of the public, it's the most downloaded, most looked-into issue uh, of the session is the flag. Which is, I also think it's gonna going to serve as well. Symbols do matter. I think that it matters that yeah. we can have points of pride to rally It around. is true. And I saw on Twitter today when I was just checking to see what people were talking about that somebody made a cry cut. Do you know what a cry cut is? I don't know if mm. that's how you say it, but I think awesome moms who make crafts have these machines where you can put um, 
what would you call it? A file in there and it can cut out a thing. So you can put those little white stickers on your window when you have like two dogs, three cats and like six adults or three children, whatever that is. Or you can put them on t-shirts. But anyhow, someone came up with a cry cut file so you can make your own little sticker for your windows or of the new design of the new design. It's yeah. So anyhow, people are really, you know, wrapping their arms around this and saying, (laughs) let's get it on our cars. That's right. Thank goodness. It's not over. Thank goodness that the ballot. Yeah. Discussions. Yes. Yeah, so we'll going. see how that goes. A couple things that we didn't talk a lot about, but I think actually matter to a lot of families. Uh, the student dress code was changing a couple different areas so that uh, if you have a specific religious requirement, like a hijab or a headscarf you have to wear during sports, you can do that now and uh, not have to take it off to compete. And graduation here in the great state of Utah, there are Native American families, there's island families that want to wear their lays or whatever specific. And now you can do that and not have your principal kick you out because you have too many candy bar this dollar conversation failed lays. a couple of times, so I'm glad to see that it yeah. didn't fail this year. Yeah, Sounds fun to me. And it's graduation. It's a celebration. Shouldn't it's we just say, huzzah. Be who you are. <laughs> wear what you want. Go. Yes. Wear your used to. Utah State flag, if you'd like, on your um, oh, nice. graduation clothes, whatever you I want. I will say, Senator uh, McKay, and he'll give me grief if he hears about this, but he's, he was far too obsessed about this. This is this was like every, everything I see on social media, he's just got this new flag draped around. He needs to just He pace was himself. talking about the cry cut. He's I got think a, he has a temporary he's got to pace tattoo of it, doesn't he? he does. I did see that on the Hinkley yeah. report. I said, mm-hmm. temporary is wimpy. If you're serious, you're going to make that the real deal. Go all the way, get do it on it your back. A, do it as a tramp stamp. That's yeah. what I think. <laughs> I was going to say that, too, but I didn't know if that was bad. I don't know if I Only Mara that. can say that. I certainly can never say that. Those two words can't leave my lips. Um, so I've seen some talk online, too, not specifically about any bills, but saying that this legislative session was more partisan than one we've ever seen before. Mm. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Was this more partisan, or was this just par for the course? You know, I think that because... We have ha- we have really experienced leaders right now. We're at, we have a speaker who's in his third term. We have a president who has been there for decades. Yeah. yeah, and I do think we run the risk of like it was so organized, and so you know I don't want to bust their chops for being really prepared and really organized. I do think that level of organization caught some people flat-footed, left the impression that there wasn't much room for discussion. Um, some of what I like about democracy is that it's a little messy and there's something mm-hmm. unorganized about it. So there was something, I'm not going to use partisanship, but there was something about how well organized it was that left me wanting a little more mess there but, but isn't to, that to like, participate like before in. we would say yeah, for sure. things land in the last second, they don't get a fair hearing. Right. We get, like it's too chaotic and we no, need a little more deliberation. No, but they had some big bills come out yeah. intentionally late. Yeah, they did some. But things the biggest at the ones last came out minute. at the beginning, and well, were even discussed before the session started. cultural ones came out yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, the, the there were some which were still, there were still some complaints about deal that. Bills. Yeah. But it felt a little controlled to me, is what I would say. What I what I've learned, just observing and being part of a legislative branch, and and actually just even reading it nationally, how how politics work, even in respective states. It's a pendulum, and it never stops moving. So it's chaotic, yeah. and then it gets people want to have some structure. They want strong leadership. Then that leadership gets too strong. It feels heavy-handed. There's a pushback. Some, some, uh, someone will get elected to leadership that wants to empower the caucus and have more you know, deliberative debate, less organization, more chaos, and that goes that way for a while until that seems impractical. Then it'll come back. It just always moves. It, it, it always moves, and so you'll see – uh, you'll see it get so organized that it'll start to be interpreted as too heavy-handed, 
and then you'll see members mm -hmm. rise up and say, hey, I think you should have a stronger voice because clearly we're all reading out of the, off the same sheet yeah. music and it's too organized. There'll be that that it'll it'll swing back the other way. It's yeah. just a it's it the always cycle of the swings. legislature. It's just, yep, it just swings or back be so or organized that you know how to drop it in a somewhat chaotic manner so it Ooh, doesn't feel super, super yeah. So organized. like really act like you just kind of <laughs> drop it winging like it's hot it. at the last it's all second. Just winging, winging. Yeah, it it is. I I think Greg's spot on, and I do think it's going to happen too with sixty one of seventy five. It, that's a pretty big coalition to hold together. Mm, so yeah, that's not foreshadowing that Dems are going to pick up more seats, but that's foreshadowing that yeah. you could start to get some factions. You yeah. could. You could. It, it, it's just human beings. You'll you'll find that that, that, that that nothing stays the same. That whatever you have, someone's not happy with how that rolled out, and you're going to see it pivot to some in some direction. Yeah. Another one I thought was interesting is the UEA is now calling on the governor to veto HB 427, and they sent a letter to the governor saying that this bill perpetuates the myth that Utah educators and public schools indoctrinate students. I, for one, don't know a lot about this bill, and it feels kind of vague to me, but it said it would prohibit the use of instructional materials and classroom instruction inconsistent with the principle of inalienable rights, equal opportunity, and individual merit. So it's another rule of what can and can't be taught in class, but I don't know really what it tells us can and can't be taught. But I'm glad they're speaking out. Yeah. I do think that it is toxic. The um, Now what has become a habit of telling professionals how to do their jobs. And I do think I'd like UAA pointing out, we're disrespecting the profession of teachers. We're assuming that they go in with no skills and nothing jointly learned yeah. and that it's all a matter of personal agenda. And you hear this theme over and over saying we can't have teachers have these personal agendas. And I think that those are few and far between, actually. And I do think that good government... And good business respects area experts. You you hire the right people and you let them do their jobs. And the legislature is not using that hire the right people, let them do their jobs at all. The amount of instructional bills about that's overriding teachers' professional integrity and overriding their own judgment, I think is problematic. And, and I'll tell you what it is. It's there are there are opinions or conclusions being drawn on by, by families, parents, grandparents, that what they're hearing from their children that they're hearing in school doesn't reflect their values or how they see history. And all this is saying is this, and I saw this in the Youngkin, in the Virginia race where uh, Youngkin won, the Republican. There was this debate about professional teachers know their job. Uh, they're good at their job. Parents stay out. You're not needed here. You're not wanted. Your opinion, it's good. Keep it in the house. Don't don't share it here. This is where the professionals do their mm -hmm. job. I'm not saying that's accurate. I'm saying that's a narrative that can get out there. If the if the professionalism of our teachers is not indoctrinating these children in any way, having language that says don't do it, if there's no harm, there's no foul, it puts some bumpers out there. If for parents that, that are worried or grandparents that think this might be happening, if you have something you can point to that say it's, it's not supposed to be, I don't think it's going to be a problem for public education as a whole. I do think we've seen some videos where students have hit record and you've heard things uh, that educators have said that it's your worst nightmare. You would not want to have a teacher saying that to students. Those moments, albeit if they're anecdotal or they happen so often someone was bound to record it, I don't know. But I think that there's enough out there right now that you can put some guide. I mean, it's vague language anyway. It's not telling them what they have to teach. It's just saying what you have to stay away from, and again, vaguely, that this shouldn't be a problem. No one should be offended by this. What we should be offended of is the extremes of parents stay out of it or 
teachers do exactly what you know we tell you to do. It's not in the schools. We don't want either of those extremes. So I think this is a good But this uh, isn't ground. middle ground or yeah, common is. ground. The extremes don't exist, isn't. and no one says parents stay out, and no one says, uh, you know, the, the problem is this is insinuating that teachers, we are repeating this narrative that somehow teachers are biased and don't have professional experience, and I just reject that as a narrative. There are always bad actors. There's bad actors everywhere. That absolutely exists. Yeah. But we're not doing this in any other profession. We're not going in and supervising other. You don't see the legislature doing this in any other professional. Nobody area. in Utah will ever know that bill exists except those that listen to this podcast. And, well, then it's a stupid and bill and shouldn't time, have been passed. The only time in a that small it would, Republican the only time it would be known is if they felt like the opposite was happening, that something was being taught in the school that was counter, and then there's a law that says that shouldn't happen. This That's is the only part time. of it's my a, growing epiphany it's not a, it's not that a PR Utah, campaign to rip on teachers. Utah Republicans are big government people. <laughs> this is like <laughs> okay. my epiphany. They want so many laws. They want so many laws. Stop telling me what to do. What, Get what, out of my if business. You, Mara, if you were a public servant and you had parents that came to you and said, I'm really concerned about the curriculum and how it's being taught and the opinions that they're being that are sharing that we don't think are accurate as a public servant how would you deal with that would you say you don't know what you're talking about i think that there are so few examples of a teacher looking at that parent and saying screw you get out of my classroom that it's not even worth the discussion what about the examples of of coming home sharing opinions that they don't subscribe to you think here's what i like far between active parents are more persuasive than their teachers are. They have the leg up. If no one, no one has more influence over. The, I've seen I, the parents empowered ads. I no I one has more influence. I don't disagree with any of that. But to my to my question, but if they came to you and said, what, body what can be regulating done? Regulating this does zip this to solve is, the problem. I think this is zip. a way to address it without trying to dictate what the curriculum looks like or anything. It puts some guardrails there. And I if think, you were a public servant, I think you in, would want to find a way to, to answer I that think concern. Inclusion is no hard. Harm, no harm, no foul. This doesn't hurt anyone. Inclusion is hard. So here's my example of what I don't like teachers like. My kids have both had the same English teacher for their honors English class, and they have a journalism portion they do and she always starts it with um what's that stupid song uh, where they talk <laughs> about the bubble head of bleach blonde dirty laundry yeah and that's how she te- teaches them about journalism and i don't like it yeah <laughs> i just don't like it but oh, i just say to myself the... you know what take a deep breath i'll teach my kids about real journalism well and greg will help you run a law that the legislature can pass specifically about that because that. that's what you. the republicans are about right now they can instruct your uh, teacher i admittedly not have to do that bleach blonde hair comes on at five tell yeah. about the plane crash with the gleam in their eye <laughs> definitely <laughs> not no gleam people I die they love dirty laundry okay. yes you know the song. well done there all right uh we are running um out of time today because we're on a tight time schedule um would you like to talk about what's happening um nationally or do you want to tell me your favorite thing that happened the legislative session guys my favorite thing that happened in the legislative session is 600 million dollars in tax relief that's 600 million that will stay in families pockets individuals pockets and they can spend on the economy they can help Grapple with the ex- costly expense of groceries and fuel how much and am I going to get? A hundred bucks this year? I forget how much we save. I'll take any money back. It's six hundred collectively, which is a you're going to get load. more than jury duty. All right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Actually, nice, nice comparison. So um, I, I love that. I'm actually jealous. I, I don't get jealous, but I would have loved to have had my fingerprints on a six hundred million dollar tax relief because it, it's not the government's not giving you anything back. You're just not sending it out next time. You're not sending that stays with you, and I love that. So I'm I'm getting parts. older, so um, my favorite was all day kindergarten because I want those little sprites to grow up 
smart and healthy, and I think all the kindergarten helps that. That yeah. was exciting. I'm interested to see how it rolls out and how many parents accept Actually full take day it. kindergarten or say, because I think there's a mindset here in Utah where you're like, but they're not old enough, and we keep them home, and we like them going two and a half hours a day. Or how many are going to be like, whew, And then now they're going to be like, if the teacher Bye. was really preferring blue over yellow, could you guys legislate that oh, our teacher please. could Look, I, I think if you address have all the primary that, that colors. Where you have a parent that stays home, and they want their kid, the, the younglings home earlier, that's great. Mine but I think was the all household day kindergarten. structure is not. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm back in your play. I'm okay. saying I like it, too. I say that's I like it. Like. That's great. I know. Um, and the interesting thing is that's one that was passed last year, but with a Without small them, yeah. amount of funding for like a few people. And I know it matters. I actually checked back because I think we talked about Jim Spiewak because he was going to pay for his son to go to all day kindergarten. And it was thousands of dollars. So I don't know exactly when this goes into play or if you get a refund if you already paid that for the other half of the day. That'd be but nice. Yeah. So I think it's going to save a lot of families who, I mean, school is daycare while they're at work. That. Right. It'll make it yeah, so, so that it's we easier. don't have a good daycare program. But you know what? It's, what's sad, there's, there's some numbers out there that kids just fundamentally, it, and it's actually not falling on uh, household income. It's actually just across the board. A lot, of, a lot of kids are entering school, public school and kindergarten, without understanding what their shapes, colors, mm -hmm. letters are. I, I, I don't know if parents stop reading the kids. or so, I don't know what's going on, but these kids are coming into school wholly unprepared. So if, if kindergarten is a little longer, and in that time they're seeing – the alphabet, they're seeing colors, shapes, they're starting to learn a little bit more for first grade. It's not a problem because the numbers are actually, the proficiency is getting lower for kids entering uh, kindergarten, which is a shocker. It's, and it's, again, it's no, it, it's, it's not in low income or title one schools. It's across the board that kids are less prepared coming in. So I think it's a good thing. I don't know. That's interesting to see why that's happened. Is it because we've just handed over iPads to our kids instead of reading books? What's, I Mr. Don't Rogers is in on the air. I don't know. I don't understand how these kids. I mean, do they not sing the? I mean, everybody learned the alphabet song, right? There's so. kids that have never that's heard an that. Interesting. Where? Where? I'm not doubting you. Where are those studies from? I got it from Canyon School District. In my I'm not. Last I'm not. Year. I, yeah. I, I'm not my last school because it was Draper. Draper's got a, a high median income, right? The mm -hmm. kids are not ready. I mean, the, 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 the stats coming in, I got it from the Canyon School District, was it was terrible. It was oh. absolutely terrible. And I was, so anyway, it was just discouraging. But there's a lot of kids that can't sing their ABCs. That's interesting. Because at my house, we taught the kids to read before they went to school. Yeah. And then the teachers were frustrated being like, because why did bored. you do that? Because I now that problem. you can only No, I thought Elemento was like a letter for Elemento. the longest time. I thought <laughs> Elemento was a letter. I did. It took me a while to know that was L-M-N-O. I thought Elemento was a word. Also, we're springing to like forward 10th this grade. weekend. Yes, hallelujah. We're going to get longer days, but yeah. it's going to be a painful week where to stay up for the 10 o'clock news, it's going to take some willpower, guys. I'm I'm waiting for, it's been raining. It's been warmer. I'm waiting for this runoff to come. I'm just dreading and then you it. Can, have you looked and in then your you basement? I was wondering, yes, can you still see am, the water yes, bubbling I in your aquifer? I've, it's raised about three to four. I, I got a deep one that I'm watching, but it's come up about four inches. But that's over two weeks. Can and you feel it in your – is it your house more humid? No. Okay. That is interesting. Uh, I, I would love that. My skin I just, would love a little humidity. I long for the days of drought. I just want drought back. Stop I want it. warmer weather. I want. I don't want any more snow. If look, if I have to have a drought, I want the drought without the flood. That's what I want. All right. We is need that, a happy is that too medium. much to ask? It is a drought without the okay. flood. Probably. I don't want a drought with is. a flood. I want. I want flood free. However, I get there. All right. Well, next week when we meet again, we're going to open the floodgates because there's so much <laughs> happening on the national level with Biden's budget coming out. There's a lot of hearings happening. And when we have more time to dive into it, I want to talk a little bit about the situation going on in Farmington uh, with sovereign citizens and if that's a growing problem in Utah. I feel at this point we can't give it a, a real 
honest conversation. So we're going to talk about it next week and whatever else the world springs on us. So okay. thanks for being with us and wrapping up the legislative session. Good yep. job, everyone, passing that as was many bills as you could. It was, it was harder to describe it than it was for them to do it. I know. So this was, this was taxing. Hard work. Yes. <laughs> we put ourselves out. <laughs> <laughs>